Welcome, Better Humans, to another podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stuckert, obsessed with building better humans. We're here to talk about moral hazard. What is moral hazard? And why do you need to consider it for considering what goes on in everyday life, everyday world, the everyday world? It's a fascinating concept. It's one that people almost like pretend doesn't exist. They have a bias against it. Like it, it's so hard to think that people do things in their own best interests. That's quite literally the evolutionary adaptation that mother nature programmed into humans, which allowed us to move to the top of the food chain and become the apex predator. You have to have selfishness. And if you study things like Richard Dawkins' Selfish Gene and tons of books written about this, or if you just think about what's obvious from what we see all the time and everywhere and what's obvious in nature, humans have to be, any animal has to put their own interests first. Otherwise, they're not going to survive in the harsh nature, the harsh world, the harsh reality that is mother nature, which is brutal and doesn't care about your feelings. And there is no morality. There is only survival or not survival. So economic theory supports this argument. So this is from a book I'm reading, The Seventh Property. Really good. It's about Bitcoin, money, etc. Put this here. So here's a direct quote. Economic theory supports this argument. Information asymmetry between a principal and agent results in moral hazard, known as the agency problem. When you elect an agent to provide a service or good for you who also has a conflict of interest, they will prioritize their interests above yours. Moral hazard, in parentheses. This principle applies to money more so than any other good because it is the most marketable good. So I wrote a tweet in response to this earlier today. I was reading this. And I'll read the tweet for you. Moral hazard. Politicians push things because they are protected by layers of bureaucracy. And I think I changed that. Politicians abuse power because they are protected by layers of bureaucracy. Wall Street makes ever-increasing gambles because they know the government will bail them out. People on Twitter become more polarized in their speech and more... People online become more polarized in their speech, more aggressive, etc., because there is no threat of physical violence. Humans do things to benefit themselves first and always will. And if you remove nature's feedback loops, right? If you remove cause and effect, if you make it so a politician is not easy to prosecute him or her, if you make it so that a big bank or an investment firm can just make ever increasing riskier bets because they know that they have a bunch of jobs and the government will just bail them out, you get moral hazard. It's a misalignment of incentives. It's even in economics, it's about risk that's increased or an individual or organization taking more risk because they feel safer. For example, car insurance. It's the common example is car insurance where an individual is likely to drive more aggressively because he or she knows that his car is protected. That could be bad, obviously, right? This moral hazard idea applies to so many things, and it's what you get with government mingling. Because what government does is it mingles in the free market, and it removes the feedback mechanisms that tell you if what you're doing is going to be profitable or not. It's going to be a positive ROI endeavor. You need that because that's how you get innovation. That's how you get betterment. That's how humanity gets stronger, and our collective understanding of things gets stronger. It's why we know that communism doesn't work in socialism because we just look at history. <laughs> it's how we get innovation built on top of innovation 
knowledge built on top of knowledge. But when you distort it, when you do things like subsidize SOAR, when you do things like subsidize SOAR coin, SOAR, when you do things like subsidize soy, corn, and wheat, as you have in America, and you get the processed food revolution as a result. And then you get big, powerful food companies that make these highly profitable foods because the government is making the ingredients very cheap. You get unprofitable farmers that have no incentive to improve crop or anything. They're literally getting a check from the government. They just need to deliver a certain amount of poundage to the big food companies. And then people are getting sick from these empty calorie foods. They're energy starved, nutrient. They're energy rich, nutrient starved, which leads to a whole bunch of problems. And the big pharma comes in and creates drugs to try to mitigate some of the problems of the unhealthy food and the unhealthy lifestyle that usually accompanies it. Like, can you think about something that is more of an accidental conspiracy, as I call it? Like, these things just converged. They're all the result, though, of government mingling in the free market. Because those farmers wouldn't grow those monocrops. It would not be profitable to do so. And then, therefore, those food companies would not be able to buy those cheap soy, corn, and wheat to make their processed foods. And then therefore there wouldn't be as much processed food in the grocery store. And therefore people wouldn't buy it as much. And therefore they probably would eat locally sourced and raised foods and it would be better for them. And they'd be more satiated because they're getting more nutrients. They're getting quality food. So they wouldn't overconsume and keep eating the way they do with processed foods. And they wouldn't need pharmaceuticals and so on and so forth. Now, nobody's a mastermind that created this system. Nobody sought out to do this. This wasn't a conspiracy in that it was planned ahead, but it was a conspiracy that now conspires together to prop up the status quo because there are literally billions of dollars, billions of dollars to do so. Apply that same logic to vaccines, to healthcare, to health insurance, to everything in our current American economy, which is not actually a truly free market and it's not truly capitalist. It's kind of like a socialist capitalism, like leaning more socialist type of weird thing. And it's going to collapse. It will collapse, especially because the government keeps printing so much damn money. But this idea that we need to all consider pertains to when you listen to somebody else. When you listen to somebody else, especially somebody on TV, especially somebody that has a brand or a large reach, you're not getting unfiltered information. You're not getting just straight truth. You're getting bias. You're getting agenda. You're getting information that is likely benefiting the deliverer of that information. So people say and do things that benefit them. They twist data. They twist statistics. They offer subtle lies, half-truths. They try to downplay things that are actually pretty damn important. And they try to upplay things that aren't important. So they can turn it into like race baiting or tribalism or other political meandering nonsense. Humans do things to benefit themselves. If you trust anything to humans you don't know, especially those that have incentives that might not align with yours, and if you don't know what their incentives are, if you don't know what's going on behind closed doors or what contracts they have or what funding they get or whatever, then everything they tell you is tainted. Everything they tell you is tainted. And it's actually likely, because if you look at the money and the power and all the crap behind closed doors, 
it's probably really bad for you because there is so much incentive to dupe you. The status quo is not healthy. The status quo is just a money gobbling machine that keeps people sick and depressed and basically debt and wage slaves. That's all it is. How healthy, happy, thriving humans that eat local food does not support these big consolidated power structures. And it doesn't support government that wants you to rely on them for everything from healthcare to what science you should trust or not trust to, to everything. Government wants its fingers in everything and to control everything because that's how those in government have power. That's how they maintain power. It's how they get more power. And it should not be surprising. Think our sponsor today, Upgraded Formulas. I take these daily. I take the upgraded magnesium and potassium, the upgraded memory with boron and the iodine. That's my daily stack. My good friend Barton runs his company. Uh, I've been taking these for a while since he recommended I get a mineral test. I got the mineral test. I got the PDF back and it blew my mind. It was so cool to see exactly what's going on in my body. Uh, I had high mercury and I had high potassium. The thing about the thing about the potassium was my body was holding on to potassium, which means I wasn't getting enough of it. So I'm actually supplementing with potassium so that the high level actually comes down. It's kind of counterintuitive to think about it that way. But I highly recommend doing their hair tests. Very simple. You do it at home, a little bit of hair, put it in a mailer, send it off to them. And about like a week or so, you'll get your test results back and a little fancy PDF and you can see all your levels and stuff. So fascinating. And then you can look to specific products, uh, magnesium, boron, iodine, you know, something to combat high mercury, which is what I had. You can look to specific minerals and then get those on a daily basis to help you optimize your health. I can say that since I've been taking these, my sleep, way better. But also, not just sleep, my midday morning slump. I used to get tired, you know, 3 p.m., whatever. I do some work, get my coffee, that kind of wears off, and then I get tired. And I don't like that feeling because that's usually when I try to go for a workout or go outside or hang out with the kids. I don't like feeling like I need to take a nap, right? It feels like just such a waste of life to me. I haven't been feeling that. I believe boron is has a lot to do with it. I really, really like the boron, but also iodine, potassium, you know, and I'm taking much more magnesium at night, which is contributing to better sleep. It's all connected. Your body is a complex machine. You want to get everything going to the optimal level. Upgraded formulas. Use code BETTERHUMAN for 15% off your entire order. I highly recommend you do. That's it for today's show. Get in the Better Human newsletter over at Colin.coach. And if you want to learn more about my new company, The Better Human Company, and our new 50-50 model, 50 percent of profits go to shareholders, 50% goes to direct impact work around the world. I have so many big ideas for this. I've decided what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I'm very excited. And it's a natural extension of the Better Human brand, but it's going to be more focused on bringing freedom to people that need it, bringing sound money through Bitcoin to people that need it, and giving access to the 2 billion plus estimated around the world that are unbanked, the ability to earn a living for themselves, to go online and maybe do some editing for somebody or write some articles or do some copy editing or translate, and then convert that energy into Bitcoin as long-term savings so that they can be their own bank and they don't have to rely on the legacy banking system that has historically left them behind. That's how we're going to change the world. One sovereign, empowered individual at a time. You can learn more about that project over at betterhuman.world. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.